0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 73 of Forever 39
1: with Annette and Megan. We want to hear from you, so follow us on Twitter at Forever39NJ. You can also like us on Facebook via the New Jersey 101.5 page. And you can email any topic suggestions, or questions to Forever39 at NJ1015.com. And to get our podcast, you can subscribe via the New Jersey 101.5 app, iTunes, or Google Play. Coming up in this episode, we're going to talk about owning versus renting in the Great Garden State and paying for flights based on your income. But first, we're going to talk about self-itis. All right, before we get into this topic, I want to give you guys some background. So according to a report in The Telegraph, the term self-itis was first coined in 2014 In a fake news story that claimed the American Psychiatric Association was looking to classify self-itis as a disorder. Now that has not happened, at least not yet, but that does not mean self-itis isn't a thing. So a group of researchers from institutions in India and England decided to look at self-itis and have confirmed what we pretty much know, and that's that some people have a genuine mental condition that makes them compelled to excessively post pictures of themselves on social media. I think it's safe to say we all know someone like this. Mm Mm-hmm. The researchers even developed a selfitis behavior scale so they could determine exactly what is driving the behavior of those dealing with selfitis. Basically, why are they doing it? Some of the statements on the scale included things like, I am able to reduce my stress level. By taking selfies, or I feel confident when I take a selfie. Oh my goodness, I'm the complete opposite of that. (laughs) So what did the researchers find? Well, according to the Telegraph article, there are three classifications of self-itis. Borderline are those that take at least three selfies per day, but don't post them on social media pages. Do you do that? No, I don't take, I rarely take a selfie. It's, It's very, very rare. Acute is defined as those people that are snapping at least three selfies per day and posting them. And chronic are those that are posting more than six selfies a day. So in the study that the researchers did, they took a look at 225 people, and 25% of them were found to have chronic self-itis. 25%. Is this so absurd? It's amazing to me. <laughs> Who's looking? Annette, I
2: love you, and we've been friends a long time. No one's looking
1: for pictures of you. I'm not looking
2: for three pictures a day from you on social media. and I'm not not. giving
1: them to you, girl. Yeah, like, who do you think is looking for this? What's interesting is I think a lot of people would probably think that people are doing this because they have a big ego or they just want to be seen and, you know, they've got something to say. They're narcissistic, whatever. But they, the researchers actually found that some people are engaging in this behavior because they just want to fit in. That's heartbreaking. Not because they want to brag. So I thought that was interesting. But You know what's funny? Over
2: time on the podcast, we've talked about how it actually makes you more lonely. Right. So it's interesting that they almost get a hit from posting the selfie, yet right. afterwards probably actually still feel more lonely.
1: The whole selfie thing is interesting to me. Like, I understand posting a photo of yourself in a background. If you went to Egypt and you went to see the pyramids and there's a picture of you and the pyramids behind you. But like to just randomly post a photo of yourself... I don't know. It's just weird to me. Like, I feel like I need to look at something else other than just your face. (laughs) My sister knows someone and she constantly will send
2: me pictures. This girl posts selfies of herself and she has a small child. So she could be posting pictures of Benny at the park, but she posts multiple pictures of herself a day. She will also post videos of herself at like an exercise class. So, you know, she's setting up the
1: phone like
2: across the room. What is that? You are in your thirties. I don't know. No one cares. Yeah, I can understand no if you're cares. a
1: teenager doing something like that, no but no. And no, who is time for all that? Not me. I find yeah. it really sad. Like I said again, like I understand posting with something else in the background that's interesting to look at, right? Like an animal. But like then people like a have land interest mar. in that. Like sure. you said, I want to see you
2: standing at the pyramids. That's of interest to me. You driving down the four hundred five. <laughs> Is of no interest to me. I don't... I think it's ridiculous. And it's sad, too, that they say they they do it to feel they do the selfies to feel part of a group that's sad too what group are you a part of i
1: don't know but what about the bathroom selfie and or the car selfie
2: i mean bathroom mirror selfie can we all not do that it's just weird it's so weird (laughs) no one cares look at
1: me in the bathroom Ah, look at my body i'm like oh and then but i also find the one with the car a little weird too. i do too (laughs) like and i'm driving i'm not i don't ever even think of my phone no well i do but not when i'm not not thinking of it like to take a selfie of myself in the in the driver's seat of a car i'm thinking of all the emails
2: and things i have to get to once i get to my destination but do you know i maybe you saw this in the article that india has the highest number of facebook users and going in coordination with that they also have the highest number of deaths of people trying to take selfies in dangerous places to, like, out-selfie each oh, other. Wow. Like, how crazy
1: is that? Death yeah.
2: from a selfie? Come, yeah. If I went by death from a selfie, God forbid. Oh, oh.
1: Death from a selfie. Oh. If I went, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that would be It's sad. insane. It would be sad if you did that. I agree. Well, I mean, social media is just complicated. So it's, many things for people, I think. But I, I don't guess. understand. Or they like, made it more complicated than it needs to be. Yeah, but I still don't get why people think that they need to post... Selfies of themselves to this level. Six a day? I mean, that's insane. I don't know if I've taken six
2: selfies in my life. I'm not even being funny. I don't know that I have. This word is one of many. I mean, we talked on this podcast before about the nomophobia, which is the fear of not being near your mobile phone Mm -hmm. or technoference, which is the constant intrusion of technology in your everyday life. Or what I used to do and I do not do anymore is cyberchondria, which is feeling ill after searching your symptoms online. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. So, I mean, there are all these new terms to kind of match up with what Mm -hmm. is going on with social media. And it's funny that this one actually started out as a joke.
1: It will be interesting to see like what the world looks like in 20 years and oh, how yeah. and, and like just are we at all on a right track or are we just have we totally derailed? I don't know. Because I really feel like we've derailed. I do. I mean, but I feel like the train is still close enough to the tracks so where we can ride it. But I feel I like are we going to be further and further away in 20 years where there's no way that train's going to I just get try to those hold tracks? on to core values and hope that that. I hope so. I don't know. That is the ship? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, do you know anyone that has self-itis? Take our poll over at nj1015.com. It'll be interesting to see what people have to say about it. It really
2: will, because m- maybe we're the only one. Maybe people love this. Maybe mm-hmm. we're the crazies. I don't think so. I don't think so either. <laughs> well, Yahoo Finance is reporting that some airlines may want to collect personal data from passengers to influence fares and micro-target pricing. There's no proof that they're doing this yet, but they've taken steps to begin this process but there are steps you can take to protect
1: yourself yeah this is really scary like micro targeting pricing is so scary because they take your browsing history mm-hmm. they take your income history and they take your shopping history and then they take Ooh, all of that in trouble and they I know right yeah. and they use it to influence the price so if you're somebody who's buying stuff that's expensive online, or if they know that you make a lot of money, you could get a completely different price than the person who is sitting next to you on the flight. And the only reason why is because you make more money or you spent X dollars at Nordstrom's. It's, it's not crazy. right. No, no it's, not. it's not right at mm-hmm. all.
2: So, of course, Annette, you know, you travel a lot. I travel a lot the best way to get decent fare, you kind of, it's a game. It's it always in flux. There's no real rule to it, you kind of hope. But if you're scared that this is happening to you, because I always get nervous when I look, and then all of a sudden the price is higher, mm-hmm. and it always seems to be higher. So uh, you can clear your cookies, use multiple browsers like Mozilla or Explorer. You can search by price or set up a price alert like on Hopper. And then that way you can... Clear out your history from searching at these different airline databases, and then maybe save yourself from this happening to you. Well, oh. if it ever yeah. happens,
1: the the thing that you guys should know too, though, is New York Senator Chuck Schumer. He has actually asked the Federal Trade Commission to investigate the practice of microtargeting because, at the end of the day, like it's really not fair to set prices based on income level no the price should be the price it's like you go into macy's the price of the betting is the price the sticker on the tag not oh megan gets x price because she makes you know over a hundred thousand and annette gets x price because she makes under thirty thousand. like it's just not fair it needs to be a set price i agree with you and so he is asking them to look into this so it's possible that the airline industry won't get anywhere at all with it I hope but it they is don't. pretty troubling.
2: I almost feel like they still would try. Like, oh, totally. And then we'll find out years from now that they actually were doing it. So just save yourself. Clear your cookies. Yeah. Use different databases to search, all that kind of stuff, and save yourself because I just have a feeling that they're already doing it.
1: I always find it troubling when you're in the search for a flight. And you go on a couple of times, and of course, you know, they recognize that you've searched before, and you get, your prices are, they always seem to go up. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, okay, she really wants that flight, or she really wants to go to that destination. I feel like there's someone sitting there, like, yeah. Megan's looking again. <laughs> I know. Let's raise that price by 30 yep.
2: bucks. Oh, here she is yeah, again. It's
1: it's so frustrating. You almost are like, I need to go on multiple
2: computers to buy airline tickets. It's so <laughs> true. It is true. But yeah. I'm weird about that. Like I will, I will clear my cookies and my husband's an IT guy. So we're very conscious of yeah. history and all that stuff. But I, I'm the type like I would never look at work. I would never, I just wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. So if you're home and you have one computer, there are ways around it.
1: There are ways around it. I think sending the price alert is really a, a great thing. Yeah, me too. So, all right. So what do you think about micro-targeting? Is it fair? Take our poll at nj1015.com. Is it com. fair? <laughs> yeah, Some I people what might you're think doing it's there. fair, it you know? Fair? Yes, that was good. That was a yes. good play on words. Yes, you're um, brilliant. <laughs> airline fair. Is it fair? So, guys, for this next topic, we're going to talk about home ownership versus renting in New Jersey. And for this topic, we welcome Sergio Bichal. He's the digital news editor for nj1015.com. Hey, Sergio. Hey, guys. Nice to be on again.
2: Oh thanks, Sergio. You're the bestest.
1: So Sergio is not live, even though he is, like, in... <laughs> A room next to us because we're having equipment problems. So he's on the phone today. So here's the deal. According to a report from the National Low Income Housing Coalition, the average rent per month for a two bedroom apartment in New Jersey is $1,420. Wow. Mm. <laughs> rent for an average one bedroom apartment will run you $1,165 per month. So now let's compare that to owning your own home. According to Zillow, the average price of homes currently listed in New Jersey is $285,000. So depending on your interest rate and your taxes, you're looking at an average mortgage per month of about $1,200. So clearly in the state of New Jersey, it's cheaper to own own than it is to rent Mm -hmm. you definitely get more bang for your buck in New Jersey if you buy you probably get more space um but here's the thing honestly I own and I'm just over it I I recently had a little episode with termites I've been treating for termites since 2012 and I had a swarm of them uh in my kitchen and in my roommate's bedroom totally freaked me out I had to get a whole round of spraying. It was almost $900. Oh, my goodness. It was totally an unexpected expense that I had not had budgeted. And sometimes I just feel like I want to go back to renting. Like, Mm -hmm. I understand, like, some people are like, oh, you're just pissing your money away and blah, blah, blah. I am so stressed out at times where I'm like, okay, I need new windows. I'm going to need a new roof in five years. I need to do major landscaping to my house. I need a hot water heater soon. I know that my refrigerator is going to go because it's over 20 years old. And I just feel like I can't keep up with everything that a house needs. My kitchen and my bathroom totally need to be remodeled. I mean, they're like still stuck in the 80s. But I don't have, you know, $60,000 to do those projects. And sometimes I just feel like it's so stressful mm-hmm. to own. And I've spoken to other people who feel the same way, who are homeowners, who are just like, I don't know, sometimes I just want to rent again. I don't want to worry. I want to come home, put my feet up, watch TV and know that if the toilet starts leaking, I get on the phone with the landlord and he comes over and he fixes it. Done. Yeah. So, Megan and I both own. Sergio, I know you rent. Are you one of those renters that's like, oh, I can't wait to buy a house, or I think renting sucks and I'm throwing my money away? Or do you like renting? <laughs>
3: I, I do like renting, but I am, I am thinking about buying. And, you know, those rents are actually, that rent average is actually, I think, probably skewed because that average is looking at the entire state, probably including South Jersey, which is very cheap to rent. But right. I don't want to live in South Jersey, no offense. Like up in North Jersey, where most people live, I think the average is probably, you know, for a one-bedroom, is probably almost around uh, $1,400, $1,500 a month. I know in Somerville, in my building, for the new tenants, a studio costs like 1400 a month, which I think is ridiculous. Mine isn't that bad. But, but I, I do think I want to buy, because when you rent an apartment, you can't do anything with it. You can't remodel it. Um, you're sort of just stuck in it. And I don't know, I think that, When you own your own home, I think any money spent on it is, you know, really money well spent because you're spending it on on your home. Yeah, like an investment. Exactly. And, you know, years down the road, you can sell it and the money, you know, you've put into it, you get some of it back at least, and you can use that to either buy another home or or rent. You can't really do that when you're just renting. I mean, once I'm done renting, all the money I put in rent, I'm not going to see that.
1: Do you think you're going to miss, though, being able to just call your yeah. landlord when something breaks? Oh, of course. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, like, How I do you feel not, about giving I, up weekends to weed
3: and I paint? Am, exactly. I am not handy at all. Me neither. But hey, you know, my brother bought a home recently, and um, my parents and grandfather are always over there uh, doing things. So maybe oh, uh, we'll do the same thing. And YouTube <laughs> is
2: very friendly, user-friendly. Yeah. You know, you could figure out how to do things. No problem.
1: I think that's why I feel so stressed. To be honest with you, like I don't know or have a lot of handy people in my life. I don't have siblings. My dad is no longer here, and most of my family does not live around here. So I think that's why for me, I'm I'm probably better off just renting. I think you do excellent in be- a condo. because I'm not handy, and I I definitely like anytime something breaks, I get really stressed out. Really, really, really quickly. And then the other thing is, it's always hard to find good people, reliable people that will come to your house and fix the problem that you feel like you can rely on them, that they charge you a decent rate. I feel like it is so hard to find like a good plumber, a good electrician, which are really two things you need when you own a home. Sergio, take notes. You need a good plumber and you need a good electrician because there's always going to be a plumbing issue. Mm -hmm. And here and there, there's been electrical issues. But I feel like it's so hard to find people that are reliable, that will call you back that will come when they say they're going to come. Right. So that's stressful, too. It is. And I think being a single woman, I tend to, like, get five estimates because I feel like, am I being taken advantage of? Right. And that's a shame. Mm-hmm. I'm like, OK. So
3: what, what about what Maine says, going into a, a condo? I mean, that's it's not exactly like living in an apartment, but you do have ownership. And, um, you know, there are some things that are taken care of, like you have to worry about you know, plowing the snow and right. your driveway things like that.
1: No, I think that's a good option down the road for sure. Like, I, I don't think I would be able to do homeownership in retirement. I don't think I'd be able to afford it. No. I I'm, really don't. And you don't enjoy it. For yeah, you, it's I really a big don't.
2: burden and stressor. Yeah. Every time, it's your fence or your or your landscaping or your driveway. And I get it. I'm not saying that's right. bad, but it, you get really emotionally you know, you get emotional about it. I I get a little distraught. Yeah. So so
1: Sergio, are you prepared though now to, when you do buy a home, like you, you won't have as much free time, especially in the summer and spring when things are growing and you need to weed and, you know, Mm -hmm. cut the (laughs) lawn.
3: Yep. (laughs) What are you going to do then, Sergio?
1: I'll have to figure it out, I
3: guess. (laughs) Hopefully I can, I can get a nice raise so I can afford to hire some help. Oh, well, hopefully
1: Eric is listening right now, then (laughs) Megan has a very handy husband. Yes, Mike is super handy. So do you ever get stressed out or no, because you have a husband who's handy or does Mike just handle it? Like if something happens with the plumbing is like the one I'm going to handle this, babe, like I'm going to call the plumber or I'll fix it. No, like, he strikes me, though, as the guy who wants to take charge
2: with the house. He you know what he'll do. It's so funny. He'll do the whole F and F, F, F. F. <laughs> and then five minutes later, it's taken care of. He does it every t- <laughs> Even with work, I can hear him in the office. F and F, F. Oh, OK, good. It's all in order. It's done. So he you know what he'll do. He's very handy. He learned a lot. God bless my father. He's super handy. Your house he's, is beautiful. Oh, Thank you. And he's done a lot of work to it. He's done a lot of work. When mm-hmm. we moved in, I think he painted like 15 rooms in a week. Like he's it's crazy. He's insane. But um, he's super handy. I think he enjoys knowing how to do things. But there are things like we have a dual heating system in my house and the upstairs heater broke. So all he does is mention how it broke and how much it's going <laughs> to cost to fix it. We didn't fix it all winter. Oh, yes. We, see, we're going to get it done now. OK. But that's almost three grand. To yeah, get it's expensive. It's expensive. It is. but. He handles so much. I think things just come up. Like, we are going to need a roof eventually. We are going to need a hot water heater. I think that's just part of owning. It is. And you get into it. I just kind of go with it because I figure, God forbid, but it is going to happen. Like yesterday, my sister didn't have water because a switch went
1: and they had to get some guy to come out to fix a switch. Then it was fine, but it's $200 later. Sergio, my biggest advice for you guys when you go to buy is just make sure you have a little bit of cushion as like a home maintenance account, because I swear <laughs> you will right. need it. And that's the one thing I always feel like I lack. Like I blew through my home maintenance account in two years, and now I, I just, I've been playing catch up ever since and yeah. I really don't have a home maintenance account. So whenever something breaks, I've got to really scramble. But if you can have something where you're putting a little bit of money away, because it will always, and and this is the thing I noticed, everything with a house is like $1,000. It starts at $1,000 <laughs> and works its way up. Like it's never a simple problem if you can have like a little account set aside
3: I think that yeah, would provide just not a little bit of peace payment. of mind,
2: yeah, and property taxes, right? Well,
3: did your did your parents uh, own own their own home when you were growing up? Mine did. Did yours? Well,
1: see, my, see, for me, I think that's why apartment living for me is something that's a little like attractive because my parents, when they were together, owned, but my parents got divorced when I was four, so then my mom and I lived in an apartment until I was sixteen. Then my mom purchased a house. And then when I left home, um, I was about 24 when I left home. I then moved into my own apartment. So apartments have always been sort of a comfort to me. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why I'm okay with like that style of living. Now, granted, it's been a while since I've lived in an apartment, but I feel like I would be fine with it as as long as the neighbors are good.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's important. I mean my parents owned their own place since I was four and my grandparents before them owned an apartment building in Newark. So I, I you know, always grew up around people who took care of, of property so I know kinda of know what goes into it. That's probably the reason why I'm I've been reluctant to, to buy a home because I know how difficult it is and I know how many weekends they they spent mm-hmm. um doing, you know lawn work and renovating the house.
2: But there's I mean, pride to it too, you know. You are investing yeah. that time, but you look back and like that lawn looks great because of me. You know, right. there's that yeah. sense, and you're right about that.
1: Well, Sergio, good luck yes. in your whatever. Keep us you, in the loop. I know, you know, Megan. He wants to uh, move to Philadelphia.
3: You do? She loves Philly. I'm, I'm thinking about moving to Philly, but my my partner is reluctant. He wants uh, a big yard and. Lots of property.
1: That's what he thinks um, until you spend the whole God, weekend you sound like Mike and mowing me. the lawn, believe me. I But
2: I have a wonderful realtor if you need one in Philly, so let me know. All right. Sounds
1: good. Well, Sergio, thanks so much for uh, joining us today. We appreciate it.
3: Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Bye, Sergio. Good luck.
0: Bye.
1: Well, what do you guys think about home ownership? Is it overrated or not? <laughs> Take our poll at nj 115com So that wraps up this week's show. On next week's show, we're going to chat about friendly neighbors I do not have them. <laughs> uh, driving behaviors and what we find most annoying about our coworkers. That's going to get us in trouble. It is. <laughs> Bye,
0: guys. Bye. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket?